Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. SEAL trainers often say pain is weakness leaving the body. It describes a fascinating alchemy. The transmutation of training-induced pain into confidence. Hey folks, this is Mark Devine with the Unbeatable Mind Podcast. Hope you're doing well. Thanks for joining me today on this uh, awesome day. And I hope you are forging your unbeatable mind. Today we're going to be doing a solo cast. No interview subjects today. No one subjected to my silly questions. We're going to instead penetrate the way of the seal. I've got a fifth anniversary edition of that book coming out on Memorial Day. And as a run-up, I've been doing a little bit of riffing on some of the principles. So today I'm going to look into principle four, do today where those won't, and principle number five, forge mental toughness. And I'll read a little bit, and then we'll also uh, just discuss some insights about those. Before I begin, if you haven't heard, we're trying to, we are not trying, do or do not, there is no try. We are raising money and awareness for veterans who are suffering from post-traumatic stress. Our goal is 22 million burpees, 22 million burpees, and a minimum $250,000 raised. That money will go through the Courage Foundation to um, support directly veterans who are, you know, struggling, veterans who are struggling. And uh, there's over 20 some odd a day committing suicide. At last I heard the number was 22. That's why we chose 22 million burpees. So go to burpeesforvets.com to check it out. You can actually um, participate in a few ways. One, you can join my team and pledge a certain number of burpees and or pennies or cents per burpee. Uh, I've committed to 100,000 this year, so I'm cranking out 300 a day. And I'm donating 10, 10 cents a burpee, so that'll be $10,000. Um, many people are donating a penny a burpee and you know doing 50,000 or 20,000 over the course of the year. Or uh, you can put together a team and just commit to another number of burpees on one day or however you want to do it. There's a lot of different ways. It's all explained at burpeesforvets.com. This is a year-long initiative until we hit our 22 million burpees. Okay, because we've got to do something. It's unsat that we just haven't been able to solve this. All right. Do today what others won't. Do tomorrow what others can't. Classic, classic smoke jumper creed. I just did a podcast, by the way, with um, David Goggins, who's a Navy SEAL, well known for his, you know, intense endurance events, you know, 100, 100 mile runs, no problem. Um, has a world record for a number of pull-ups in 24 hours. I think he did like 4,700. It took him three times to, to try it, you know, breaking his arms and in the process. I mean, just an insane guy. Um, and he's going to be a smoke jumper, right? So he's applied. There's about 400 smoke jumpers, hot shots they're called, who uh, trained to parachute 
behind enemy lines, so to speak, when the fire, you know, fire breaks out in the wilderness and they haul all their gear in, they jump out of a plane, haul their gear in, and then they set up firewalls and fire breaks and clear, you know, the far, the burn area and, and whatnot. And so pretty intense. So, you know, Goggins totally exemplifies this principle of do today what others want, which basically means, you know, get hard, right? Be hard and suck it up and do things that are uncommon and do them in a way that, you know, is the, the crawl, walk, run, especially if you're new to this, but just do something that's uncommonly hard every day for you. And if it's uncommonly hard for you, chances are really good it's going to be uncommonly hard for someone else. So get used to hard. And the, the rewards it brings are extraordinary because we grow through hard work. Anyone who's familiar with the SEALs, of course, have heard of Hell Week. Training is 24 hours a day for six days. You get a total of four hours of sleep on Thursday, and that's really just a mind screw you. You're freezing cold most of the time, wet and sandy, incredibly uncomfortable. So it's it's an uncommon level of challenge that SEAL operators go through when they go through Hell Week. And I'm not asking you to go through that type of challenge, but if you can do today what others won't and do tomorrow what others can't, then eventually you will be able to do that level of work. And that's what a lot of people come to our 50-hour Kokoro camp for. In order to do that, you know, to begin this, we have to realize that we're capable of so much more, capable of so much more. We call it 20X factor. And so that's kind of a metaphor or a, a way of thinking about this idea of, you know, we're capable of, of so much more than we give ourselves credit for, but unless we challenge ourselves, we'll never find it. We'll never find that 20X. Let me read you a section from chapter uh, principle four, actually. Do today with those one. Quote, you guys are capable of at least 20 times what you think you are. Now get off your sorry asses and hit the surf. Lieutenant Zinke yelled. We jumped back, or jumped up and ran back to the surf zone for the umpteenth time. It was Tuesday night of Hell Week. As we locked arms in the surf zone, Zinke shouted, take seats. We sat, arms locked. Back to the surf, buffeted by the water, shivering uncontrollably, we held each other close in the hopes that some warmth would transfer. One of my teammates began to sing the national anthem, which raised our spirits a bit. I set my sights on getting through this evolution. I couldn't think beyond this evolution. It'd be too overwhelming. One at a time, I thought, I can do this piece of cake. Right next to me, my swim buddy Swanson turns to me and says, man, this sucks. Just breathe deeply and visualize yourself on the beach in Hawaii, I joked. That's what I was doing, and it sure made me feel better, even if I was kidding myself. Swanee and I made it through that night, but the class lost another 10 trainees, and as Thursday rolled in, there were about 30 of us left with two days to go. Though my exhausted and sleep-deprived mind craved rest, I did begin to notice that my body was getting stronger and I felt stronger. Maybe I really am capable 20 times more than I think I am. What are my limits, I wondered. Well, I'm still wondering that to this day. And I've repeatedly blown past my own 
limits and expectations. And I've seen thousands of others and many of you do the same. Now, the SEALs aren't the first band of warriors to leverage this 20x factor. Ancient martial arts, ancient warrior traditions, such as the Shaolin and Ninjutsu and the Apache and the Greek Agogi. So if it worked for warriors, for the warrior class, what do you think it would do for you? Right? What do you think it'd do for you? Our world has become so soft and material wealth is unbelievable. And some of the statistics on you know, our quality of life today are unbelievable. I've often referenced my, one of my mentors, uh, Peter Diamandis, and I encourage you to read his book, Abundance. And it just gives you a sense of just how abundant the world is right now. And with abundance comes softness. So we've got to counter that abundance. We've got to appreciate and actually pay for that abundance through tapas, through challenge, through effort. Tapas is a Sanskrit word from the yoga tradition, which means mighty effort. Day in and day out. Tapas. Tapas burns off the impurities of your body, burns through the lethargy in your mind, and helps you to embrace the suck. So you can do the challenging things every day with a smile on your face. Do today what others won't, so you can do tomorrow what others can't. Do today what others won't, so you can do tomorrow what others can't. What a great feeling that is to be able to do what others can't. Now, it's not a cocky or an arrogant thing because hardcore training, which, you know, when I say hardcore, I mean uncommon, like done every day and done with a a, a sense of challenge, right? 300 burpees a day. Most people look at that and they're like, no way, that's ridiculous. Well, I'll tell you what, it's not hard when you turn it into a commitment for, you know, raising awareness and helping out these veterans. Then it becomes very meaningful and the hard goes away. Now, the challenge really is in the consistency, but that's been the beauty for me. I'm in month two here, and I've done like 15,000 burpees total, and I haven't missed a day because of the commitment. Now, that is doing today what others want. Now, what's it going to allow me to do tomorrow what others can't? Well, I'm not sure, but a lot of people probably say, I can't do 100,000 burpees, and I'll say I can because I've done it. And I'm not, you know, being cocky about that. I'm just saying that's that's just the way it is. That's an easy day. So what are you going to do every day? Goggins, now he puts me to shame. Goggins every morning is out there running eight to 20 miles, depending upon his training plan, then hitting the gym for another hour or two. And then, you know, in the evening, he spends two hours stretching, breathing, and thinking. Now that's a pretty intense training plan. And that's if he's not undergoing some intense, you know, event. And, you know, smoke jumpers every day is an intense event. So you got to do today what others won't. So you can do tomorrow what others can't. Again, it's not about being cocky because this training makes you humble. Training every day in this way makes you humble. So find that 20X factor. When you train like this, like I am with the 300 burpees, I now know that that's a new normal. 300 burpees a day has become a lot of fun. Now I started with 100 a day back in December, and then I moved it up to 150, and then 200. And when I hit 200, and I did it routinely in December, then it felt pretty good. 
And so when I ramped it up to 300 in January, uh, it, now when I do the burpees, I, I get to 200 and I feel like I'm just getting warmed up. And I look forward to those last 100. All right, so I might bump it up to 400 pretty soon. Who knows? Now, I know you appreciate some soreness brought on by getting busy with a bruising workout. But doesn't it suck when excessive soreness throws us off our game, causing us to back down on our effort, or even erasing those hard-won gains? That is why building recovery into our training plan is so important. Now, one way that I do that is with a simple-to-use recovery and healing tool called PowerDot. PowerDot is an electrical muscle stimulation device that forces type 2 muscle contractions, allowing you to increase muscle performance, speed up recovery, and also find a deeper mind-body connection. I've used complicated stim devices in the past to heal from my back injuries, but those were clumsy devices and not very effective to use for everyday use. The PowerDot, however, is a game changer because of its simplicity and the control through a well-designed mobile app. It's portable and powerful, making it usable for daily recovery or as needed for excessive soreness and to ward off potential overtraining injuries. PowerDot puts professional-level physical therapy into your gritty hands, saving valuable time and money. Now, the PowerDot team loves us at SealFit and Unbeatable Mind, and they have a generous offer for us. You can get 25% off the device when you go to PowerDot.com. That's P-O-W-E-R-D-O-T.com. And use the code UNBEATABLEMIND, all one word, UNBEATABLEMIND, at the checkout. So again, receive 25% off of one of my favorite tools for achieving increased muscle performance and recovery by going to PowerDot.com and using that code UNBEATABLEMIND. Hoo-yah. In order to, you know, really embrace this um, notion, you've got to commit. You've got to commit, right? You can't, you can't do something loosely. Like if I had just said, yeah, I'm going to do a lot of burpees this year, it wouldn't have worked. I had to have a deeply motivating, you know, reason to, to dive into this. So that's why it's important to think like, what am I committing to and why? And then actually make a commitment. A lot of people who listen to this, and maybe you are included, have set your sights on Kokoro Camp or have accomplished Kokoro Camp. And that's our version of the civilian or the civilian version of the Navy SEAL Hell Week. And it's a deeply motivating event. It's 50 plus hours of nonstop physical mental training, just like Hell Week. The only difference is we're giving you those tools, such as the big four skills, and we're drilling you on them relentlessly so that you own them. And we're not trying to get you to quit, even though roughly 70% of the students who try Kokoro don't make it their first time. It's hard. It is capital H hard. But just the act of committing to it and rolling in it and training for it, that's really the main thing. Because now, like you've set the bar pretty high. This is your Everest for the year or the 18-month period. And now you're going to take it darn seriously, the preparation and the planning and the relentless training day in and day out. So you're going to embrace the suck. You're going to embrace the suck of it. Let me read a little bit more from the book that, under this embrace the suck section. 
There's a quote by Winston Churchill. I am just an average man, but by God, I work harder than the average man. That's embracing the suck. SEAL trainers often say pain is weakness leaving the body. It's encouraging, this metaphor, but it describes a fascinating alchemy. The transmutation of training-induced pain into confidence when performing, whether that's on the battlefield, the playing field, or at anything in life. Another really quality saying we had in the teams, use when the going gets tough, is suck it up. As I did during Hell Week, you can embrace the suck of temporary pain to develop a can-do attitude and to lean into any hard task without wavering or whining. Now, you don't have to be a superman or superwoman to do this. You just have to endure a little bit of pain, good pain, better than the average man or woman. So whether we're talking about mental or physical effort, the first step to embracing the suck is to step up and face your fear of suffering. Pause here. My 18-year-old son, Devin, such an incredible guy. Like, what an amazing spirit this guy has. But he has a fear of suffering. You know, it's normal. He has a fear of, you know, going away to college and, and um, you know, the suffering and the, you know, whatever will come with that. The, the uncertainty, the unknown. That's a form of suffering. He hasn't quite learned yet that suffering is part of life. And so when we lean into the suffering and we take it, you know, for granted that it's going to be there and we learn how to deal with it and by developing resiliency and mental toughness, then that suffering can be a source of wisdom and joy and perseverance. You just have to endure that pain a little bit better than the average man or woman. Back to reading. So we all share that fear, which stems from a deep-rooted need for certainty and security. I got those two terms from Tony Robbins. Like, really interesting. Like, what do we often, like, have this need? You know, people need certainty and they need security. Well, guess what? You, you don't have either of those in your life. And if you give up your need for certainty and security and learn to be more flexible and to create your security through your knowledge and your skills, as opposed to, you know, the government or some other outside entity, then, um, you know, that's where real self-esteem comes from. Pain is your body's way of telling you that security is threatened because something is out of whack, out of balance. When you consistently experience the personal growth that accrues from deliberately putting yourself out of balance, such as with hard workouts done daily, then you begin to brace that temporary pain for the rewards that it brings. Fear recedes into oblivion as you embrace the suck. Each time the instructors at BUDS push me beyond where I thought it could go, the pain at first caused a sensation of fear, which I was skilled at transforming into focused determination. After my mind and body regained balance and I noted that I wasn't injured or disabled, the experience made me stronger and wiser. There was nothing to fear from the pain, but the fear itself. This has happened repeatedly during the SEALs, and it's become a habit since. But to be sure, it is important to understand the difference between good pain and bad pain. So you'll know when to push through or when to dial it down. Where's your red line? Very, very important. Oftentimes, I see SEAL fit trainees 
and my business SealFit really pushing the envelope and overtraining. They're stepping over the red line repeatedly and then they get injured or they end up with the effects of overtraining syndrome. So not only can an exercise or an event lead to an injury right then, but you know, you've got to think about whether your pain is going to lead to long-term integrating health or disintegrating health. So we want to think of our pain as integrating pain. That's good pain. Integrating pain is a well-designed workout done consistently or training plan done consistently. When you do it, you experience a little bit of suffering, a little bit of pain, but you do it with a knowledge and with some skillful means so that that pain leads to pleasure in the end in the form of a rock solid body, thousand miles stare, tremendous confidence and self-esteem, and the ability to get things done, to bring it when necessary. That is integrating pain. Now, disintegrating pain is bad pain. Disintegrating pain is the type of pain that breaks you physically or most emotionally or psychologically and doesn't make you stronger on the other side of that. It makes you weaker. So overtraining or lifting too much weight because your ego gets in the way so that you, you know, it leads to an injury. I see this all the time in CrossFit and I even got sucked up into that for a while you know, led to back injury for me trying to do a deadlift with my back injury that I had when I was 17, when I never got injured in the seals for 20 years. And then I started doing CrossFit and, and I see all these guys doing like 400, 500 pound deadlifts. And I'm thinking I should be able to do that. And sure enough, trying to do that, re, um, re-injured my back and boom, there you go. That was disintegrating pain caused by my ego getting into the way and not training smartly. You know, we tend to avoid pain in all its form. Many people think it's bad. My son right now thinks pain is bad. He hasn't learned. I'm working on him. It'll take some time. I encourage you to continue to avoid disintegrating pain because we want to stay in the game, stay in the fight over the long term. We're looking for long-term integrated functional strength and physical, mental, emotional, intuitional, and Kokoro heart-mind integration. And you can't do that if you're laying on the sidelines because you're overtrained or you're broken. Okay? You can't do that if you stay in an unhealthy relationship that breaks you emotionally. And you can't do that if you overuse recreational drugs or alcohol. I'm okay with a drink here and there. I'll enjoy my wine, but overuse is going to lead to disintegrating pain. You must lean into the integrating pain and avoid the disintegrating pain. So acknowledge the value you get from embracing the suck. Acknowledge the benefits and look for those benefits and then celebrate them. Right? And that pain then diminishes quickly as you lean into the hard things and you find your 20x. Embracing the suck. Hey folks, I want to tell you about a product developed by a friend of mine, Navy SEAL Dr. Kirk Parsley. It's called the Sleep Remedy. I tried it recently during my Unbeatable Mind Summit, and boy, this stuff works. I can't say enough good things about it. 
I fell asleep quickly, didn't wake up feeling groggy, and uh, man, I, I was like rock and roll the next day. Doc Parsley designed this to help Navy SEAL teammates back in 09. They had been coming to him and they were having a huge problem with sleep. And, and this is not just SEALs and Spec Ops that have this problem. It's everybody, or many people I should say, who are hyper successful. So he concocted these things from things that are normally associated with developing, you know, or the, the chemicals that are in your brain that, that help facilitate sleep. And so he pulled them together and now he's put it all into one you know, powder-based product. It's been hugely successful. He's been on the market now for a little while. And you know what he said in his talk to us was that everything is degraded when you don't sleep. Your emotions, um, your emotional balance, your decision-making, problem-solving, your impulse control, willpower, that are all degraded because these are all controlled by your prefrontal cortex. And it gets impaired by up to 30% with one single night of sleep where you're deprived. And then furthermore, all of your hormones, testosterone, growth hormone, and uh, they all decrease. The production of those decrease by also up to 30% with just a single night of sleep where you're deprived. And deprived could be just a limited, you know, just an hour off. Doc Parsley's sleep remedy designed to concentrate the most important nutrients that you need when you're preparing to go to sleep. It is drug-free. It's a nutritional supplement. And thousands of people, like I said, have tried it. First responders, Navy SEALs, athletes, CEOs, and they all find that it's very useful. Uh, if you're interested in trying it, there's an unlimited, no questions asked, money back guarantee. And you can get 10% off by entering the code UNBEATABLEMIND when you order it at DocParsley, D-O-C-P-A-R-S-L-E-Y.com. So enter UNBEATABLEMIND in the coupon code box at DocParsley.com. I recommend you check it out. Yeah. Now, one thing that really helps me is to focus on the positive and to feed the courage wolf, right? We've talked about that quite a bit. Feed the courage wolf. I tell the story in the book about Instructor Evil hauling me out of the class on Thursday of Hell Week and basically saying, I'm going to make you quit and I'm not going to leave until you do. And he had me do a thousand eight count bodybuilders. And, you know, essentially that's a burpee, but with your legs going out and, and, and so I didn't have to even get to a thousand because when I got to like 800 and I was, I was really just sucking it up and embracing the suck, but you know, I was kind of numb and I, I was, I started to go into a little bit of a dark place and I realized that I would better start changing my attitude quickly. So I began to feed the courage wolf with some positive statements. I got this easy day. Hoo ya! Come on, Mark. Let's go. Get your shit together. Don't let this guy get you down. Don't let these burps get you down. One more, you know, one at a time. And so that kind of inner inner dialogue using the detect or the I'm sorry the direct process detect interdict redirect empower communicate and train. And um, and then. I thought, well, you know what? I actually, you know, I need to take this up a notch. So let me find some humor in this. So I thought I just started thinking about all the funny things that this instructor evil had done and said, and all the instructors and all the crazy and funny things that we had to do in Hell Week. And uh, I just started making myself laugh, you know, started with a smile 
And then I was pretty soon just laughing, like I'd heard the funniest joke ever. And uh, I looked at Dr. Evil because he, you know, he was looking at me with like a puzzled look on his face. Like, what the heck is going on? Did I finally snap this guy psychologically? Is, you know, should I call the van over to take him to the loony bin? And I just looked at him. I said, all right, this is fun. I get it. I'm having a blast here. One burpee at a time. And I'm just laughing and having a good old time, like in my own little party. And uh, he started smiling and he just goes, get back with the class, Divine. Get back with the class. And he saw what he needed to see. And he didn't even require me to finish the last 180 burpees or whatever I had left. He saw what he needed to see, that I could embrace the suck by finding my happy place. And humor really helps find the happy place. So to kind of cap this up, we need to essentially build what I call the three Ds in order to embrace the suck and do today what others won't. And these Ds are discipline, drive, and determination. This is how we habituate excellence. And, you know, excellence can only be habituated by challenging yourself to do hard things well and to do the small things when you do those hard things well. Actually, you take any hard thing, you break it down into the smallest component parts and you get easy. So just do those smallest component parts well, and all of a sudden you've added up to doing an extremely hard thing. Again, like 300 burpees is nothing if you just do them one at a time. Each burpee is easy. It's thinking about doing 300 of them that gets hard. 1,000 acon bodybuilders is easy one at a time when you're laughing and feeding the courage wolf. So make a habit of excellence by uh, disciplining yourself to do the small things extremely well and to activate the big four skills when you do the small things. So take a breath, inhale, exhale, feed the courage wolf. I got this easy day. See the win. What's this look like? Well, I know what a, I know what a perfect burpee looks like. So, and then yeah, do it. Take the action. Doubt is eliminated by action. So take the action. What's my goal? One burpee. Easy day. Right? So activate those big four skills and just do it one thing at a time. What's the smallest thing you can do? Discipline yourself to do that every day. Discipline means to be a disciple to something bigger than yourself. So check in with your why. What is it? If your why is to change yourself so you can change the world, that's extraordinarily motivating. So take that why and inject it into every little thing you do. And each of those little things adds up to a big thing. So instead of just showing up and doing your job or getting by, you know, discipline yourself to learn everything you can about the skills you're developing. Learn everything you can about your own self-nature, everything you can about how to train your body, mind, emotions, intuition, Kokoro heart, everything you can about building an elite team and conquering your mission. Extraordinary efforts become commonplace and then extraordinary results follow. Now drive. Drive is the motivation behind your actions. Where discipline activates the habit of excellence, drive is the motivation. It's that fiery passion. You know, so if you're doing something you're not passionate about, forget it. You're never going to have the drive to succeed. That's why we want to make sure that whatever we're going after in life is both purpose felt, meaning like it is aligned with our 
inner narrative of what we're meant for on this planet. What is it we're, we're here to do? And we're doing that thing in a way that we're super passionate about. The Buddhists call this Dharma. What's your calling is another great word for it. Your calling, my calling was to be a warrior leader, but the vocation that I found was to be a Navy SEAL officer. And that's because I was passionate about the challenge. I was passionate about, you know, working in the most elite unit, in the most challenging situations in the most dangerous places on earth. There was something strange about that. Most people, you know, thankfully don't have that as a passion, but thankfully we do have a few people, those of us Navy SEALs and Army Rangers and Special Forces, Green Beanies and Air Force tactical control officers and CCTs and pararescues and smoke jumpers. There are, and many of you, you know, or most of you fall in this category Right? want to challenge ourselves beyond every measure to, to choose the severest school. That's drive. You know, but if I didn't have that passion, then I would have found some other way to fulfill my purpose of being a warrior and a leader. Right? Many people do. Right? They find it through service or through their business, through teaching, right? or just, just being, not just, but being a great parent. So drive provides that lifelong source of energy when it's backed with passion and focused on a worthy end. The drive, you have to be wary of drive because it can have a dark side. If you're driven solely by me reasons versus me and we, what I mean by that, by the ego, you could confuse determination with stubbornness. You could lose sight of balance and the important things in your life, and you could leave your coworkers or your families or teams behind, and you could injure yourself by becoming grossly unbalanced and unhealthy. So you got to be careful with drive, right? Yes, you want to be passionate and driven, but not at the expense of your team or your company or your family. You got to have that effort balanced by a little bit of surrender the yin and the yang. And then there's determination. If drive is the fuel that keeps you motivated, determination is the long view, the long-term commitment, the long game, long-term commitment to the mission, right? So discipline, drive, and determination all work hand in hand so that you can bring it on and find your 20X factor and embrace the suck so that you can do today what others won't and then do tomorrow what others can't. Do today what others won't. Do tomorrow what others can't. All of this helps us forge mental toughness and emotional resiliency. And just a quick review on mental toughness. I don't need to go into this at great length because, you know, we've got, we've just, it's such a part of our lexicon and unbeatable mind that I'm talking about it all the time. So I don't want to get redundant. But what we're, you know, the keys to mental toughness is that it can be trained and it's imperative to train it, right? So even those who went to buds and say, yeah, I just showed up and, you know, decided not to quit. The reality was there was some form of training that they had. It may not have been formal, but it was some form of training that they had growing up. And usually those guys who just show up at buds and knock it out of the park are, you know, grew up on a farm or hunting 
or even in the inner city where survival was, you know, the game, or they had an extraordinary athletic, you know, type mentorship or training. So through that, they had refined their mind to be able to focus with intensity. They had had um, subtly learned the art of controlling their breathing. They had learned how to see themselves as a winner, not a quitter. And they learned how to set appropriate micro goals linked to a very important goal. And they understood their why. You know, this is the foundation of mental toughness. Know your why and then attack it through well-designed and defined tasks that are associated or linked to the target that's essentially pointing or pointed at your why or bounded by your why. But then as you go toward that target every day, doing the small things well, embracing the suck, you know, you're going to hit obstacles. Things are going to pop up. You know, in BUDS training, there were obstacles all day long that were designed by the instructors to prevent us from getting to our goal of earning the trident. And we've got to overcome those obstacles. In order to overcome those obstacles, you've got to be able to control the things that you can control and realize that everything else is out of your control. So what's out of your control is everything outside of your body. You can't control the weather. You can't control the instructor. You can't control whether someone else is going to, you know, let go of the log and it's going to come crashing down. You can't control any of that. But what you can control is your physiology and your psychology. And so you begin to control your physiology through your breathing. And that's why breath control or arousal control is the first of the big four skills. We practice box breathing daily. Inhale to a count of five, hold to a count of five, exhale to a count of five, hold to the count of five. You can do it while you're listening to this. Box breathing then, you know, when we train it like that deliberately means that it'll be there for us without the holds when we need it. And the SEALs call that the tactical breath. Training the box breathing gets our physiology in control, triggering the parasympathetic nervous system and, you know, learning to calm down and be the one that's super calm in the shitstorm. And everyone's going to look to you for answers because you're calm. And guess what? If your body is calm, your brain is going to be calm. Your brain is just an organ of your body. And that allows you to control your attention. So if your brain is spinning out of control because your body's out of control and it's all amped up on stress hormones, adrenaline and epinephrine and everything like that, and you know your, your sympathetic nervous system is on high alert, then your brain is going to be on high alert, which means your attention is going to be all over the place. So we start with box breathing and the tactical breath to get our body, our physiology into control. We can control that no matter what happens, no matter who's throwing what at us. It's the huge, it's the first step, first skill, master skill, master that. And then you can control your attention. Well, if our attention is focused on something negative, then we've got to interdict that. We've got to detect it first, interdict it, change it to something positive, train that positivity communicate it to our entire body and our team, right? So we, we use the detect process. Detect, interdict, redirect it, empower it with emotion, communicate it and train it. That's controlling your attention. That's the subtle art of mind control, but in a good sense. You're not trying to control someone else's mind. You just want to control yours. 
And through that, you can then turn that detect process on your emotional um, world and develop emotional resiliency and interdict negative emotions like anger and transmute that to determination and clarity. Interdict fear and transmute that to alertness. Interdict doubt, transmute it to curiosity. Interdict things like greed and jealousy, transmute them to contentment and acceptance non-attachment. So that emotional resiliency supported and backing supports and backs your mental toughness and they work hand in glove because emotions are just felt thoughts. Said another way, a thought tied to an emotion, right, is just uh, how you make meaning out of the energy that's, you know, that you're feeling in your body. All of this leads to great self-esteem and optimism because we're feeding the courage wolf and we're accomplishing important tasks. And we do it with a team. And so we have great resiliency. And of course, we want to be able to set effective goals. I've talked about the goals are, that are uh, you know, linked to your overarching why or your ethos and then chunk down to the smallest task possible so that right now you're clear on what you're doing and why. And you can link it to the broader target and goal, target slash goal, which is necessary for mission accomplishment. And then last but not least, we've got to see the win. So we learn how to visualize powerfully. And we, we practice that daily as well. All right, folks, thanks so much for your time today. Really appreciate it. If you like these solo class, uh, let us know. I mean, if you like them, I'll do more of them. If you don't like them, then I'll stop doing them. So let us know. Info doesn't be dull mind. And um, stay focused and develop mental toughness and emotional resiliency. Embrace the suck. Forge your mental toughness. Do today what others want so you can do tomorrow what others can't. And hoo-yah. See you around. Divine out. Don't you love an extra hundred dollars in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get a hundred dollars back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.